Hello all and welcome to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. I'm the judge, jury, and executioner of my fellow co-host, Bad Taste. Of course, it's me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, joined as always by... Uh, a very controversial regional form, Dan Ryan. Mm, and tonight, you're gonna be in the hot seat, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I, I am ready. You're prepared? Yeah, this again. This is the Nuremberg trial. Of I, am, I am lowering myself down, my neck is exposed, and mm. if, if the axe is to fall, then, then that's so how it, it, then that's, yeah, what it is. Yes, I will answer for it. We'll get to that. Of course, we just finished, I don't know how we survived last week's episode of Supergirl or Sinister Six. <laughs> it was really one for the books. One of our biggest and most, uh... I... Uh, inspiring? I don't know what to, you know, it, it, it thought provoking. All I, I could say is, no, no, no! <laughs> As I get sucked into the cyclone that is this podcast, but. Enjoying I advise... some Popeyes and just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I advise everyone to check that one out. But of course, we're returning to our true blue anime. As is tradition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Sister Six will go back in the pot for a few weeks. But uh, we've got some classics on the menu, I think, for once. Yeah, um, yeah. Today, of course, we will be starting Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, a favorite of mine, a favorite for many out there. Um, so please stay tuned and enjoy that. But before we do any life, anime, movie, adjacent updates to share with our eager viewers. Um, I have two small things. I have one small thing? Um... Dealer's Choice. Who would I you guess like to go you first? go first. I talk too much on this pod. Um, it's been out for a couple weeks, but I don't know if I mentioned it or I, I, I think I might have binged all the episodes that were out after we recorded last week. So mm. if not, my memory is just too foggy. Uh, but I've been watching Peacemaker. Ah. Um, and it is. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. I I think as of this moment, because controversially, someone did like a whole. Um, some some website went through all of the aggregate review sites like Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes to try to figure out like what the uh, you know how the DC properties have been faring. And Peacemaker is the highest rated one at this point across the board. Uh, I think its average beats Wonder like the first Wonder Woman movie by one point. Hmm. It is it is such a unique show. Like it is, uh, it's got like James Gunn's humor in it. Hmm. Um, it takes one of the characters that was in his Suicide Squad movie, John yes. Cena's Peacemaker. John Cena is, you know, we all like you could you could take him or leave him in the past, but he has clearly gotten better as an actor, I think, because mm. he's he's you know, I don't know. It's it's a very like it's a comedy. It's a dark comedy, but it's like weirdly like prescient, I guess. Like mm. it's like. Peacemaker himself has is like associated as being like a uh, like a racist authoritarian like you know uh, kill everyone in his way mm-hmm. vigilante and his father uh, in this canon is made like a uh, a, a very lesser known pulpy supervillain who was like a KKK member mm-hmm. um so it's it's getting into like sort of like racism with like quote-unquote law enforcement mm-hmm. issues and things like that and like generational like how those like prejudices get like carried on um but that's you know that that's one aspect but it's it's a really funny charming show so far hmm. like it's like a weirdly considering he's like a like a, a d-tier comic book character who was kind of like the side villain in a in another movie 
you know, um, it's just interesting. I think the, the mm-hmm. whole story behind it was that James Gunn had just finished or, or was in the process of, uh, of directing that Suicide Squad movie. Of course. And then COVID struck. Mm-hmm. And when he was in the middle of like a, like a six week quarantine, he got John Cena on the phone and just wrote the, the script for this show just like because he needed something to do during that time mm. and then he took it to hbo max and they're like yeah whatever you can make it and then it's <laughs> of course you know so it's it's interesting in that regard but it's it's just a very weirdly charming show yeah that's what i've been so, told yeah but you know me in superheroes no like uh, and water dear i do i do <laughs> say you should watch the eternals i know it's been on my mind yeah mm. uh but uh that's news a for me today mm. what what I, uh, I guess i'll do my news a singular new. Uh, I tuned into Apple Plus TV mm-hmm. after purloining that password from another friend of mine because I'm not paying for another subscription service. Mm-hmm. Um, and I managed to catch Joel Cohen's adaptation of The Tragedy of Macbeth. How was that? It was very good. Um, good. It's my favorite Shakespearean drama. Um, it's been adapted for film more times than I can count, and I... I really do seem to enjoy when Macbeth strikes a chord. We've got Denzel, we've got um, uh, Francis McDormand pulling out all the big guns. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that, but something that I I really loved in this is how snappy they made Macbeth, which usually has like a runtime nearing three hours. They made this under two hours. Mm-hmm. They they tightened it up. They cut a lot of the side characters and the scenes that um, I mean they have influence, but they tend to drag a little bit. When it comes to, like, the theatricality of it all. But um, under two hours. I watched this on one speed. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I would yeah. recommend that because the way Francis McDormand and Denzel are uh, pushing out these lines, <laughs> they're like, unsex me here, spirits. Fill me to the crown to the toe top full. Yeah. It was like, I was... <laughs> Luckily, I, I'm well-versed in the script. Uh-huh. Um, it was just, you would have to watch this on one. There's no speeding this up. And I know that's, like, a no-no for everyone else but me. But, mm-hmm. uh... It was snappy enough without, and I appreciated that. I loved how uh, Mr. Cohen took a more theatrical approach to this, even though it's on film. They filmed it kind of like Wagner or Wagner would on stage. I'm trying to think of like a German expressionistic movement. There's it's in black and white. Yeah. There's tons of like pillars and lighting work with uh, shadows and such. You'd know it if you've seen it. it I, like I've a... seen screenshots. Yeah. So I don't know if it's stuff you've sent me or if it's just like the TikTokers have found it. But it's I've just, seen. It's it a looks really good. pretty, pretty movie, and it it's it's filmed almost. I was reminded of like that Star Wars thing where it's like on a miniature set mm-hmm. that's very like theatrical. Like they use star curtains, which is like a, a theater thing yeah. for film. I'm like, all right, this is like. An appreciation for theater and old movies. I loved that as well. And then, I mean, I love that... Uh, I mean, I played him in the Kane University production, my boy Ross. In mm. a few adaptations of this, I think Polanski, even though I don't want to mention him because he's a trash fire, uh, his adaptation of Macbeth I really love because they take this character of Ross, who's like a cousin to Macbeth, and then they mirror him as if he's going through his own power struggle... Mm-hmm. As Macbeth is, like, what side he's going to be on? Is it Malcolm's side? Is it Macduff's side? Or is it Macbeth's side? And they played him as, like, the evil Chancellor-type character that I just love to see in my boy Ross. I think that he's great. I think that, like, he's the unsung hero of that show, even though everyone's like, who the fuck is Ross and yeah, Macbeth? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just really like it when someone did that, and it's like, oh, did he push lady Macbeth down the stairs or was her mind addled enough that she jumped it like gives you enough of those like 
it's a new interpretation yeah, yeah. of the, the character, which I love to see. So I would highly recommend it. Steal someone's Apple Plus TV login or see this in cinemas if it's still playing. Mm-hmm. It's a snappy, good Shakespearean time. Awesome. Yes. Um, my only other news piece, and a small one, aside mm-hmm. from the, the big thing that we're going to talk about. Yes. Um, they announced a Shenmue anime that oh, yeah. I don't think anyone saw coming. I did not see it coming, mm-hmm. even as a, as a uh, sort of... Shenmue fan, um, I've tried playing it several times, and uh, perhaps older me would be more suited to go through it, because it is a very, those are very dense games, um, that's kind of what they're famous for, um, but I love it, it's a trope, it's a very tropey world, um, and this, they dropped this trailer for it out of nowhere, and, and I don't think anyone was expecting it, it's going to be airing uh, very soon on Adult Swim, mm. um, in the Toonami block, uh, so, you know, should have a lot of eyes on it. I mean, Dan Ryan, you'll bring it onto the podcast, I'm sure. <laughs> no, I want to, I was <laughs> gonna say. You love Shenmue. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to. It's, I, I, again, it's, um... They better have a scene where you're trying for, like, a capsule thing. <laughs> a capsule toy. <laughs> yeah, to get all the Sonics. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, it's, it's a very, very cool game. I do, I always recommend that people... Mm-hmm. That was famously, I, uh... I when Shenmue One and Two HD came out, I went to GameStop to go oh, pick it up. That's right, your dark timeline and yeah, I your uh, origin story. I I went to like ask for it, and the the guy was very confused, and he's like, "Always getting oh, smacked yeah. at GameStop, man. Maybe stop going and just order online." Oh no, I don't anymore. I, I've sworn <laughs> okay, it off. No, right. it's not because it's not. Uh, it wasn't even because of that. It was just it like one of like those. Someone comes up and like stabs you at GameStop, man. Yeah, but at that time it was like, oh shit, I. I didn't even realize this was out. And then they had, like, one copy, and they just gave me that. Like, they gave me, like, the, dis- you know, like the display that. copy, yeah. Because um, that was all they had of it. Uh, oh. But but Shenmue's good. It's, yeah. you know, again, tropey. It's fun. Uh, yeah, I just don't go to GameStop because they... they they get weirdly confrontational. Well, I feel like if our life was a television show, you'd have, like, a subplot where you go to GameStop and something zany happens to you and no yeah. one ever believes. Yeah. Until, like, you bring one of us along. And then I'm like, Jesus Christ, what just happened? <laughs> no, no, it would be, it would be like, a Curb Your Enthusiast. Like, I would, it was some kind of, like, thing, and then nobody would take it seriously yeah. until I, I, you know, I can prove it. But it was, I don't know. They just, I don't know if it's just GameStop's model is failing, but it's like, they, every time I go in there, they, like... They're trying to force shit on people who don't want it, mm-hmm. and it's like, as a as a guy nearing thirty, <laughs> I you know, it, most adults can be like, no, I'm not, no, I don't need a fucking pair of eighty dollar headphones to play, mm-hmm. you know, Super Monkey Ball or whatever yes. the. But then, when it's like parents who are stressed and confused with their little kids. Or, like, you know, parents just shopping, and then the guy is standing there like, oh, well, you know, I, I'm just saying, uh, could I interest you in buying a controller? Mm-hmm. And then they say no, and they're mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. well, uh, wh- why not? Can I ask why you don't want a controller? And it's, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like well, what is this? Yeah. Like, And it's, you know, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I, whatever game, whatever's happening to GameStop, <laughs> I don't want any part of it anymore. I mean, speaking of, I don't support that company, but today I did because they're offering free art cards for <laughs> uh, Project Triangle Strategy. Oh, yeah. So I had to... I had to pay the piper. Well, it's not even... If you want to go through their website, they can't do anything to you there. But it's like... I don't know. It's just every time I'm in there, they're like weirdly... Like, I don't. I don't remember what it what it even was. I think it was it was one of those times where I I came here with that blind bag Godzilla thing, yes. and and I I was like, um, 
you know, you know, uh, yeah, I'll just take this and this. And it was like, uh, do you want a, a membership? And I'm like, no, thank you. I'm here buying a gift for somebody. Can I ask why? Mm. <laughs> no, you may not. <laughs> and it, just say no, thank you. Have a nice day. Bye. But I did. And they were like, oh. No, I can. Can I just can I just tell you why you should like no, no. Please, please please stop. Um, just let me go. But that's that's a tangent for another yes, day. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I I think the 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 fate of like the Shenmue franchise was like has been in the air. It, it notably stressed out Super Eye Patch Wolf a great yes. deal because three was kind of a letdown mm-hmm. uh, in by his account with that giant Kickstarter, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So after that, did not do well. I. I. It's kind of interesting that um. That you know they're going this route because yeah. it lends itself to like an anime or a movie. Like it, it, it easily has enough content to to you know supply that. Yeah, but um, it's just, uh, so maybe this is another chance for that franchise that people have been hoping for. So mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, um, how do we say this <laughs> on the air? Okay. Um. Well. Uh. To to be clear, we are a week ahead. Um, in recording yeah. these, so... It'll be the perfect time, then. It, so, um, as of the week of this recording, the leaks from Legends Arceus have started to trickle out because people either got it early or they uh, somehow downloaded it mm-hmm. um, and have been playing it. Um, and the the designs have uh, mm-hmm. been not... They're not, they're not great. They're not... Um, no. Uh, you know, uh, across the board, and uh, Jonathan has uh, what? What? Uh, my uh, my lawyer has advised me that yeah. I can answer any questions that you need me to well, answer. But imagine my surprise! I'm going to bed, not in the best of moods, mm-hmm. as usual. And you you text me, and I turn to my phone. I'm like, "What does this one want today?" Mm-hmm. And I see it's from Dan Ryan saying, "I think Pokemon's leaking too." I said, "Well, I'll leave that for the morning." Uh-huh. I wake up in the wee hours. And I run to the computer, and what do I see but trash? <laughs> a yeah. garbage fire yeah. of Pokemon designs. And listen, I love Pokemon. I've been there. I support you mm-hmm. and your addiction and mm-hmm. your love for this. I'm not going to yuck your yum, but today I am going to yuck your yum, Dan. Mm-hmm. It, it's really gone down the shitter with these designs. And yeah. there's nothing I can say about it. I wanted to wish the best of it. I hear that the gameplay is good. Yeah. So, I, yeah. there's that. Um, but uh, these designs, me no likey, Dan. Me no likey, these designs. Well, the some of them have steadily uh, grown uh. on me. Uh, no, <laughs> like but a this, fungus. Is, is this not the, the point yeah, well, of no, this? Well, no, we're going to go one by one and yeah. discuss them, yes. Yeah. Um, but even through your rose-colored glasses, Dan, I can't understand some of your love for these Pokemons, but... Well, okay, it is rose-colored glasses, mm-hmm. but it is, like, I, I will fully admit that uh, we can go into specific one-by-one, one, but yes. the entire batch as a whole is somewhat underwhelming. Like, yes. they are all... They're colored in earth tones. They are... They all seem sad or angry. <laughs> um, they do! All of the types are represented, I think, but they're not, like, prominent, and, um, as many, many people have pointed out, mm-hmm. uh, you know, across the, across the board, um, despite taking place in old-timey Japan, they don't take advantage of a lot of those potential tropes. Mm-hmm. Like, there are There's many- There's no Frost Last Kimono, Dan. 
Yeah. How uh, dare they? But, well, <laughs> things like that and, and things like, um, there are a lot of Pokemon like Mawile that are based on Yokai. Yeah. Um, and Mawile's not in the, in the game. It's like she doesn't get like a, a special form or an evolution or anything like that. Um, you know, it's not, it's not universe, because like Sneasel is a Yokai. Oh, we'll get to but, Sneasel. But, um, like you would think that if this is, um, you know, I, I think this is supposed to be Japan as it's industrializing. Mm-hmm. Like, you could go into a lot about, like, you know, Pokemon that, that you know, why humans are superstitious of them. Mm-hmm. Like, you could you could lean into the yokai yeah. aspect a It'd lot more. It'd be great more. if, like, we got some originals here, too. Yeah, and, and, you know, something to take advantage of that, like, you know, maybe a few steel types who don't have the steel type yet. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, again, more old-timey yokai ones. Um, and we're saying this never having designed a game, but currently designing Pokemon ourselves. Yeah. That we're a little bit proud We're doing of. our best yeah, with, yeah. We're, we're, so We like them. Um, but I think Game Freak is rushing, and they make so much money because I think Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl for, like, the shortest it was out was, like, the third highest selling game yeah. of the year yeah. or something. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is even going on? But Pokemon's so big, they don't even care anymore. Like, it, it's like, get this game out. We have a window to fill. Well, Stick and it, it there. And, and, and it is also because the Switch has the biggest install base yes. of any, like, more people have the Nintendo Switch than they've had any previous, like, you know, the separate Nintendo and handheld systems. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all on one thing, and a lot of people have it, so... Yeah. Alright, right, by all means. Well, we're gonna go one by one with a few of these. If you don't want spoilers, uh, skip ahead mm-hmm. until I stop seething, I guess. I guess we <laughs> could start with the ones they revealed first. The good ones. Yeah, okay. Because we get Zora and Zorark evolutions. Great. Wonderful. Yeah, I'm fine beautiful with those. Kiss. Yeah. Love them. They're beautiful They design. make sense. They make they perfect do. sense. They're so. fine. They're intimidating. They're cool. Hairstyle. Wonderful. Uh, we had the Voltorb and Electrode. Mm-hmm. Like them. Made of wood. Quirky. Yeah. Does it get a change in type? It's, it's, still it's electric? grass electric. Um, all right. Yeah. Okay. I, I like that. We. Um, what else? We got Basculegion. Basculin, fine. Mm-hmm. Love this. Creepy Pokemon backstory. Wonderful. You know, taking and the souls of your, your fallen friends and turning into a Basculegion. Yeah, and a white stripe uh, Basculin. So yes, now they're yes. red, white, and blue. Uh, the Stantler Evo. Fine. Mm-hmm. Also can stay. Stantler's Long overdue. Yes, so. love Stantler. That's fine. Wordier, I think, is his name. Yep. Per- uh, you're gonna have to provide the names because Weird Deer, I, I think. <laughs> oh, weird Deer. Weird um, Deer. Then we get the Scyther one. Cleavor. I'm beginning to fall. Uh, I think it's ugly. He's got he's got well he looks like he's got the Boshido design. Because mm. he's got like the top knot and the eyebrows and the beard, like uh in a fune or whatever. As so. I've seen online, Scyther and Scissor were already pretty perfect. Yeah. We didn't need it. Well, I I agree, but you know, I, I guess Right. Mm. And then they really faked us out, so we're gonna start with some of the new ones. They got Hisuin Growlithe. Adorable, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Precious boy. <laughs> Must be protected, yeah. <laughs> Why does he evolve into doo doo dead? <laughs> I do I, not know. He's 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 the Shisa. He's supposed to be like a King Caesar. Um, he doesn't he doesn't look like it. He no. just kind of looks like someone Arcanine with <laughs> like um like the the shadow the hedgehog hair kind of, mm-hmm. which is a recurring thing. Um, so not the best. No, no. no. Then let's move on to our humble starters. And here's where I really want to hear from you, Dan. Okay. 
Which one of these monstrosities do we start with first? I guess the best one of the three. We get a deciduize Hisuian form. I like this redesign. Mm. I I don't I think that you know the the color change really helps, and he makes sense as like a wandering monk. Um, but I just don't <laughs> like Rowlet enough to to go with him. So no, I like Rowlet. Mm-hmm. I don't like this decidui. It feels like they barely tried with it. They just stuck his legs out, and gave him a little coat and a hat. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, but that's a recurring with all three of these. Is uh, oh, they didn't, well, the they other didn't, two uh, are worse offenders in my yeah. opinion. Um, that's why I said Decidueye is the best of the three, because at least it's a slightly different design. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about Samurott, Dan? What's up with um, Well, he's evil now, um, and that's that's all they did. They just gave him a recolor that's Shadow the Hedgehog, the, the red and black. Um, not as substantial as I would have hoped for him. Yeah. Yeah. It's a poor palette swap. And when yeah. Pokemon gets there, which it's been for a bit, but, like, it's kind of egregious to not do anything overt with the starters, I think. Yeah. Because that's what we were all hoping for, and they barely touched them. Yeah. Uh, so then next we got... <laughs> I smelled a fart, Typhlosion. Yes, who is... Who is uh, <laughs> you said that like, uh, who, I twisted the knife in your chest. <laughs> who is my choice? I, I, I think the first time we conversed about this with Grant... I said that I was going with Cyndaquil, because mm. I haven't gotten to go with Cyndaquil in a while. Mm. So, it's still my choice. It looks like Tina Goldstein. Um, and I, I don't... Uh, the trend with the three of these is, is I, I'm guessing, supposed to be old-timey, like, tropes. Like, uh, mm. Samurott is the evil samurai lord. Um, Decidueye is, like, the wandering monk, mm -hmm. and then Typhlosion is supposed to be, like, the, the, uh, soothsayer. Um, like, the, the Sailor Mars mm -hmm. ghost chant, which is why I'm still picking that one. It's, mm -hmm. it's still tangentially that. Um, but I think they could have gone a lot harder with how each of them look. Yes. Like, I, I don't, um, I don't know, I, I... You saw some of the fan art that was coming out in the build-up to this, mm -hmm. like, in when it was kind of implied that we would get, like, fighting dark and ghost. Yep. And people were coming up with cool designs. Oh, now, yeah. You know, so I thought that the designs I saw were the real ones for a second, but they were not. Yeah. So, hmm. I, I don't know the, um... I, I don't know the <laughs> logic behind not going farther. Like, yeah. I, I, I think that this was one of those things where... You know, th these are classic starters, so I guess there was some, you know, uh, pressure to not replace, like, not have them evolve into something else mm -hmm. entirely. Yeah, well, they're um, starters. I feel like if they break the mold too much, then people get upset. Yeah. But they didn't do anything. To them. <laughs> yeah, they, they, the, cha the changes are not substantial enough. No. Um,. All right. And I mean, I yep. guess it's also, it is also a thing that when you look at them as a group, all of them are from very spaced out gens. Mm -hmm. So you have Typhlosion, who follows the Gen 1 and 2 design scheme. Very simple, very just, you know, it's an animal with no, with no frills. Mm -hmm. You move into Gen 5, where it's got a lot more detail and a lot more, like, hidden stuff about yeah. its design and then into to seven where 
the design is a lot more complicated and a lot more colorful. Mm-hmm. And I guess taking them and then retrofitting these new elements into them is just a very... I don't know. It kind of puts into perspective like how they all... How the different gens look when they're compared to each other. Mm. As as of this moment, I'm still going with Cyndaquil because I wouldn't pick any. Of these I three. like the <laughs> Sailor Mars aspect. I I you know, and I I don't like the other two enough to pick them. Mm. I I just don't. Uh... But then we also have uh, Gudra, who is sad, <laughs> and also I mean, it, it's like the bare minimum. I get they're going from like slug to snail. Yes, it's fine. But all they did was put a. <laughs> Shell on its back and called it a day. They went yeah. done with that, and many and they pe- made it sadder. They made it sad. Um, <laughs> but many and many people have argued that that's. I mean, ever since Gen Six came out, people have said that's what Gudra should have been because that's what it looks like. That's what the because uh, it's based on. It's based on like some French uh, mythical creature that mm. is a dragon in a yeah. snail shell. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, you know, they seemed to try to make Gudra into a defensive Pokemon. Try to make Gudra good. But, but yeah, but that, <laughs> but that didn't sell in mm. Gen 6. So then they're thinking, okay, in this gen they made it part steel. They made it the defensive thing that it's always, or, or would have always, uh, you know, it was intended to be. Mm. Um, All right. But next, yeah. Next I have a Quillfish and Overquill. A lot of people figure. A lot of people have been wanting Quillfish to get this for a while. It, it's mm. um, poison makes sense for him because it's like that it's one just type a Mario of Mario enemy, Dan. Yes, I know. I, I'm not. I'm not defending it. Not mm. condemning or condoning it. But people have been hoping Quillfish would get something for is, a while. So. But is that even considered an Evo? It just it's spikier. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I. I don't. Uh... I don't. I don't like it, Dan. Well, Overquill, that's noted. Uh, I I don't, uh... I I mean... Yeah, I got... I'm neutral on that one. Yes. Um, Braviary, Psychic. It's fine, but I feel it took all the charm out of Braviary. Yeah. It's very bland. And apparently it's very late game, too. Hmm. So you might not be able to, to use Braviary, um... Until if maybe. you want it on your team, you might not be able to do so until later. Hmm. Um, I'm saving one for the end. Uh, Lilligant. I liked it at first. Now I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like. I don't Lilligant. like it, Dan. Um, I think she. If they were she's... going for like a, a ninja quick running thing, right? Yeah. I don't like it. But it looks like it looks like a regular Lilligant wearing very high waisted <laughs> pants and clogs. Yes. And I think that like. This is one of those things where they introduce, like, one of the starters becomes grass fighting, Mm -hmm. and then they introduce another grass Grass fighting fighting. type, and to do that, they take someone who's supposed to be, like, a southern belle Mm -hmm. and turn them into, like, uh, a ninja ninja lady, Mm -hmm. but, like, Shiftry and Ludicolo are both yokai. They're, like, it's a kappa, and then Shiftry is, like, a, like, a... A forest spirit. Mm-hmm. Just take one of them. Yeah. Have one of them step up and, and serve this purpose. Like, have <laughs> yes. one of them... I mean, like, I love Lilligan. Yeah. Like, I liked it. I always yeah. thought it was a little bit too simple. Like, yeah. even if they just made it evolve again or something. I don't know. That's yeah. just me. I, I feel like it got overshadowed, over, overshadowed by uh, Katini's 
Oh, Whimsicott. Whimsicott, yeah. yeah. Well, Whimsicott had Prankster, so the Johns <laughs> like to use that. So. Oh, how I remember it, Dan. Yes. How could I ever forget? Um, well, Pokemon that I hated before and I hate even more now. Didn't know they could do it to me. Avalug. I love Avalug. <laughs> I I love Avalug. I, I like its new design. I'm fine with that yikes, one. Yikes, Dan. That agree to disagree. Okay, yeah. I I'm, I'm just glad he's getting attention. <laughs> he's getting attention where's again. The bu- where's the bucket, man? I need I, the bucket. I, I doesn't I? He's 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 getting to do something. How is That's this all good? I, How I is this good? <laughs> it, it, it's not. It's not good. But it's not. I don't think it's egregious. It's not like oh. I, I. I'm assuming that he's going to be. You're gonna get him, and then you use him to like break through, um, uh, like icebergs or something. Because he's got like the 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 uh, what do you call it snowplow on the front of his face. So I think he's supposed to be used to like break through glaciers and and like when you have to surf to the north. Because there's there's other like uh, Ursaluna. Oh, we're getting there. That's my next pick, a Dan favorite. What do you have yes. to say of Ursaluna? I like Ursaluna a great deal. Might, I don't. I it, don't like this either. It might it might be my fave. Looks like the sea bear from SpongeBob, Dan. Well, kinda. But it, but it's got like it, it takes like the moon design of the first two, and then it has like the moon rising over a mountain peak on Ursaluna's back. It's got the ground typing I like. I... I don't like it. He can, you can ride him so he can sniff out treasure. I, I don't like it, Dan. <laughs> yeah, and you're entitled to that. I, I, like I, I can only offer my defense. That's all I can do. Oh, well, we've got. Oh my gosh, I'll, I'll save my most hated for last. I think I know who it is, no, and I, I, think, I agree. I think you think you know who it is, mm. but it's not. We've got a Amorous next. Oh yeah. <laughs> Really this day, Ryan. <laughs> if God exists and Pokemon is good, why does this thing exist? Uh, this enamorous a- I saw, and I'm like, I thought that was fake, but it's not. Um, <laughs> Explain. Um, I I don't I don't know. Uh, it throws. I know they're doing the 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 dragon tiger turtle. That yeah. But why? Why? I, I, no one I, likes the genies. Well, I, okay. I th- I've always hoped that you and I like the genies ironically. I hated the genies since the get. No, but remember in high no, school, I hated them. I I took I hated some their of... stupid forms. I hated their palette swaps. I hated them all. No, Ever. but no, don't but... you don't you put words in my mouth? I've always but, hated the genies. Well, I do, I've never I didn't hate the genies when they were just the stupid genies. Like I I I did not um <laughs> like because if you remember, I in high school I drew. One of them on, uh, like, graph, like, transparent paper or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I, with that one outline, I was able to draw all three because they were the same. The same and design, then, yeah. Um, so they've always held a, a place in my heart. But, because they're, they're incredibly stupid. Um, but then they tried to make them edgier with the, the secondary design. And they were all awful. Yeah. It was an old men face on <laughs> animals. Yeah. I didn't like it. They were pretty bad. I did not like that. Um, and then we have this. So yeah, it just it th- it throws off everything. It throws because they they were just supposed to be like wind and thunderstorms will affect crops, mm-hmm. and then if you know if uh, if your crops aren't doing good, you go pray to Landorus and he'll replenish the soil. That's that's it. That's very simple. The two of them are like the Wind Waker dickhead 
genies who fly around mm. and they mess with people and then Landorus is less likely to mess with people. Yes. That's fine. Just keep it like that. You know, but but love doesn't destroy crops. Love is not the fourth element and I don't know why they you know, they could have just, you know, done like a fourth palette swap mm. and just had it been like, you know, sunlight. Yeah. Like, you know, like harsh a drought or something. Um I but uh for some reason they decided to give them like a little sister. <laughs> I saw this and I mean I knew I wouldn't be buying this game, but this confirmed that in my heart. Well, didn't didn't one of your your RuPaul people dress oh, yeah. as <laughs> season season ten uh, winner Aquaria, who's known Pokemon lover and quick at drag, the next day did a look on this, and I said that was pretty quick, but yeah, even then, Dan, yeah, I I don't think it's a good design. There but, was nothing. Uh, it's very very weird. Uh, but so I I don't. Uh, I'm not approving of Enamorous, but it's there. It exists. Right, so what got, can we do? We got three more to get through. Four more to get through. You know, Sneasel, one of uh, my favorites. Yeah. I always love Sneasel. Yes. I never use it. But uh, I've been wanting to lately. If I were ever go back to Diamond and Pearl or mm-hmm. wherever it started. Um, this original Sneasel, this recolor, I was like, oh, okay. This is, this is interesting. This is a nice recolor. It's poison fighting, I think. Yeah, and so it looks a little bit snappy, looks a little sinister. It's more Sneasel's good. Mm-hmm. Until they take the perfection that is Weavile and they replace it with Sneasler. <laughs> yeah, I don't like Sneasler. <laughs> I close my eyes at night and you know what I see, Dan? Sneasler. Yeah, Sneasler, like, <laughs> I get, and I think it's stationary pose is like the Jeff Goldblum, like, head resting on hand like legs open thing so it's like i don't he's like just it. he's a very stretched tall jpeg of sneasel cat in the hat yeah he's he's <laughs> like a he's like a grinch it it horrifies me Dan. and even better uh like a certain series that we'll get to soon um when you need to climb mountains you go in a basket on its back like krampus <laughs> yeah so he's he's the he's the mountain climber if, one. If this Pokemon offered me a ride in a basket, I would not take it, Dan. No, I, I yeah, as is your. I, I do not think I this is a good like design. I don't like the proportions. <laughs> so long. Yeah, it, it, it is just a very weird. It's humanoid. not a friend to hug. <laughs> like I think that if they needed something to like, there are plenty of things that they could have used as like a rock climbing Pokemon. Yes. Like, they could have, like, I'm trying to think of an exit. like, even, uh, even one a- of the the many sheeps we have, because mm-hmm. those are, like, goats that are capable of, like, yeah. walking vertically or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, Why not give it to Wordier? Yeah. Uh, Elden Ring's doing it. But I don't, I don't know, because I don't know how, because I'm assuming that Sneasler is in, <laughs> and like. And the name Sneasler. Is like mid game, and then you can't fly on Braviary until later. So then, I don't know. Maybe that's just how you get to the top of things until you get Braviary. I, I cannot say, but oh. it, it, I, it's not. It's not a good design. It's there are a lot of other like even a spider. Yeah, like like Ariados. Yeah, Ariados yeah. yeah. something to do. Or, or Galvantula, or, another yeah. favor of this podcast. Yeah, just yeah. you know. That's what they're known for. Or I mean, I get, there's there's geckos, there's frogs. I mean, there's a lot of things that climb. You know, like make like a little poison dart frog polyrath or something, mm-hmm. and then he can 
he's already fighting. You can just, you know, have him suction cup his way up the mountain, and then that's... No, but they decided on Sneasler. They slept well that night. They said, Pokemon will love this. The fans will eat this up. Um, I will say Sneasler is the worst Pokemon. Of all. Uh, yeah, I I don't I I'm not disputing that yeah. so far. I I think it's a pretty bad design. And yeah. then the two that I saw first. Oh boy. Okay. I opened up my Twitter app. I saw these two. I I thought I was having a stroke, Dan. We've got the Dialga and Palkia origin forms. Yes. And I would care to describe them to you, but they're beyond words for me. Um, <laughs> I, abominations. I, they are abominations, but I think that's intentional. Yes, I know they're supposed to be like Arceus is fusing with them or something. Well, I, I, but and this is this is not my theory. This was posted by people on Twitter, and mm-hmm. other people seem to be agreeing with it. Um, that they are like Arceus restraining the two of them because Dialga has the thing on its throat, mm-hmm. so it can't use Roar of Time. And then Palkia has no arms, so it can't use Spatial Rend. Because it's being bound by Arceus, and he's limiting what the two of them can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if that justifies their existence. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. It, it, These uh, are two Pokemon that I think would be like, kill me. Which is fitting that yeah. we're watching Fullmetal Alchemist, because this is the abomination. It's all about when, that, yeah. When alchemy goes a little bit too far. But they're just atrocious, Stan. I, I can't... In good conscience, imagine young children playing this game with these things. Yeah, well, I I don't, uh, again, I I don't know how to justify those two. I think that, uh, you know, I don't know. They didn't want to go the primal route with the two of them, so they went this way, Mm -hmm. and I don't... Again, I think it's just supposed to be that, like, the two of them having their powers rerouted by Arceus Mm -hmm. or something, but I, I think they're called Lord Forms... Um, so I, I don't, there's, there's, there's so much, like, mm. because apparently, apparently there is lore in the game, oh. and, and they're like, you know, the people of, 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 of like, Hisui worship Arceus, and then Arceus has, like, a trinity thing where he manifests as, like, Dialga, Palkia, Giratina, and then the three lake spirits like mm-hmm. rein him in um or, or focus him um and then the different warring clans don't like worship the, the different forms of him mm-hmm. and then you as the player deduce that it's all one pokemon well, after you're yeah. dragged from your like bedroom and sent back in time to which that could be another tangent in itself just discussing the plot yeah it's an isekai <laughs> In the future, you get hit by a truck and sent back to ancient Sinnoh. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just. You're I getting so much joy out of this, aren't you, Dan? Right? I am. Well, I am. But uh, you know, uh, for multiple. But I. I just think it's going to be interesting to play. I just. I want something different to play. Well, I wouldn't uh, know whatever. about that, but it's. You know, I'm sure you'll keep me updated. At the very least, I think that if some of these gameplay elements can be carried into like a better designed future generation then i would be very pleased because they seem to be getting a feel for how to like keep the overworld looking livelier they Mm -hmm. i don't think the pokemon follow you in this game but you can take your party out 
and chill with them, and then, like, if they're around a campfire, they'll, like, eat or sleep, and they have all the animations for, like, doing different things like that. Mm. You know, so I think this is a step in the right direction, and, you know, I, 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 I think it's got a lot of rough ev- edges that need to be patched out, but I would hope that going forward, you know, it's... Yeah. I, I like I I just really hope that this is not like a one and done thing like you know because I think there's there's elements here that could make the games a lot more fun. I've never liked the competitive stuff, so I don't really care if that some of that gets trimmed and they make that system easier to use and stuff. Mm. I, I you know, but who knows? I you know, it's just saying get the s'mores ready because that heat sink on the switch is going to be doing overtime. Yeah. Loading those trees, yeah, <laughs> or like just sticks. <laughs> well, I I don't. Yeah, I yeah I've had a, I've had a handful of ones force the switch to do that, but yeah, yeah it's. You survived your interrogation, Dan. I, I tried. I tried yeah. my best. Uh, just, hey, that's that's all like yeah. Another part of me died. <laughs> I, Thanks to Pokemon. Well, I, uh, again, I I don't. There's a lot of what-ifs, there's a lot of, like, there could have been things that take advantage of the setting that they did not take advantage of, um, but, again, I think mechanic-wise, it's a step in the right direction. And I agree that the the, the designs are very underwhelming. Mm. I'm, you know, but I love Pokemon, so. <laughs> I love Pokemon, that's it, that's all. <laughs> and isn't all that, that matters to him? That's all that matters, right. yeah. Alright, well... Thank you for indulging me on that tangent. Okay, well, <laughs> let's get into today's episode, shall we? Mm-hmm. Where we begin Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, part one. I awesome. I don't know how many yet. So why this anime? Um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is one of the highest rated and acclaimed anime of our times, and it feels very cinematic after I've taken a big long rewatch of it. Mm-hmm. Um, more so than the typical anime, it feels like a very long entwined story. That's done not too long. Like, it, it feels interconnected. Yes. Um, in more so than a lot of animes that I've seen in recent um, years. Uh, I think it has great world building, characters, fights, and more. Um, it is the next long watch, at least that I'm responsible for. And it is the longest long watch yet with 64 episodes. However, I'm doing my best to cut out as many as I can uh, without interrupting the flow of the series. Mm-hmm. I think I'm on my third series of notes for Fullmetal Alchemist, and I think I'm on episode 21. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty making... I think I'm making pretty good time with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I hope you indulge me with that. Um, we'll try to skip around, but as most of the episodes connect, we'll see how this goes. Bear with me as I go on. Of course. We um, wouldn't want to... You know, yeah. We don't want to... I mean... Yeah. I don't we, want to we do this, from the, the classics. We do this at our, at our leisure, so yes. there's no reason, you know, yeah. we cut what we must, mm-hmm. but... Uh, but if your favorite episode isn't there, I remember send all complaints to Dan Ryan. Yes. It's what I do. Uh, anyways. The- sne- sneezler at compuserve.com. <laughs> sneezler. Uh, anyways, the drawing board, which we will see for this pr- episode one proper, is entitled The Alchemy Circle. <laughs> I don't think the drawing board gets the implications of what it's doing. So. <laughs> I, no, equivalent exchange. Dan yeah. has to have a Pokemon game, but I have to hate every Pokemon in said game. Right? Because... Yes. That's equivalent. Yes. <laughs> uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is a Japanese animated television series adapted from the original Full Metal Alchemist manga series by Hiromu Arakawa. She is best known for the manga series Full Metal Alchemist, which ran 2001 to 2010, which became a hit both domestically and internationally and was adapted into two anime television series. She is also known for Silver Spoon, 
and the manga adaptation of the heroic legend of Arslan novels. Uh, the series is produced by Bones. Uh, the series is directed by Yashihiro Ire. Uh, key animation, animation direction includes work on Mobile Fighter G Gundam, oh. uh, Revolutionary Go Utena, Cowboy Bebop, the OG Full Metal Alchemist anime, and Soul Eater, to name a few series that we're familiar with. Uh, movies uh, also worked on the same slash varied roles for uh, Escaflown, Digimon Adventure, Bokura no War Game, Cowboy Bebop Knocking on Heaven's Door, and where they were the storyboard assistant and Fullmetal Alchemist Conqueror of Shambhala. Yes. Uh, so I remember that being previewed. <laughs> I've never seen it. So hopefully by the tail end of this, we'll be finishing it off, capping it with that movie. But isn't that not canon? It to... is canon. It is canon? Mm. Okay. Yeah, I okay, did some good. research on it. Okay. It is canon, but they, they pull an isekai, Dan. Okay. <laughs> and if Pokemon's canon, then Fullmetal Alchemist <laughs> can be canon too. Uh, written by Hiroshi Onogi who was a scenario scriptwriter plus advisor to Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam, Mobile Suit Gundam Seed, Macross Zero, Aquarion franchises, and more. Mm-hmm. All after Dan's heart. Yes. Um, composer Akira Senju, also known for Mobile Suit Victory Gundam. How many Gundams do they have, Dan? Well, there's a lot of Gundams. We've yeah. only scratched the surface. So. Uh, Rampo Yamagari, Red Garden, uh, Narasoso, Furin Kazan, and much more stacked creative team all throughout the series. Uh, Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood is the second anime television series based on the manga, with the first being 2003's Fullmetal Alchemist. Unlike the previous adaptation, Brotherhood is a faithful adaptation that directly follows the original events of the manga. The series ran for 64 episodes on MBS-TBS from April 2009 to July 2010. The American rights passed from Funimation to Aniplex in 2016, thus providing our luxurious Blu-ray copies that Mm -hmm. we'll be watching. Uh, following the final episode of Brotherhood, a new film was announced, Full Metal Alchemist Conqueror of Shambhala, which we will get to in due time. Never saw it, but perhaps a capper to the series, as I just said. Okay. Oh, no, that was my mistake. I thought that Conqueror of Shambhala was the, uh, was a movie for the first anime series. No. So that was my was mistake. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, on review aggregator Rotten Tomatoes, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood holds a score of 100% based on 13 critics' reviews. The site summary reads, with impeccable world building, rollicking action, and emotionally intelligent themes, all the elements come together to make this Full Metal Alchemist reboot a pristine distillation of the shonen genre. Yes. Some complaints that the first 14 episodes are very similar to the original series because they're recapping events that were in the manga in the first series in the first place. Yeah. Because the manga wasn't finished writing, they had to, you know, invent their own plot lines a la One Piece to catch up. Yes. Um, uh, but some venture that this version of the story focuses more on the emotional qualities of the characters, and since many are familiar with the elements here, the story can progress quicker, more dramatically thrilling in well, those regards. And that's what I've always heard, that it yes. does a good job of, like, doing, like, a a streamlined retelling of what the, the yeah. previous show would have covered. We all so know two brothers to... do a no-no, try to bring back mom. Yes. But this is, it handles it, it's a lot more emotionally relevant. Yes. Which is great. That's what I look for in stories, and I love when animated pictures do that as well. Mm-hmm. They don't pull punches with us. Um, much praise was also given to the climatic episodes for the way action scenes and morals were conveyed. Many reviewers found them superior, superior, not superior. (laughs) Uh, I just got a fucking sneezler on my mind. I'm sorry. (laughs) Many reviewers found them superior to the conclusion of the first Fullmetal Alchemist anime. I remember watching the first anime and liking it, but then watching Brotherhood and loving it. And I think that experience holds true for a lot of people. Yes. I think this this probably sold a lot of folks on this mm-hmm. franchise. So yep. 
And with that, our summoning alchemy circle is being faded away, but other drawing board slash alchemy circle notes will pop up in the episode descriptions as I see fit mm-hmm. with some interesting trivia peppered within. So thank you, drawing board, for your service. You can go back to the, the realm in between, that white void that we'll get so accustomed to. Mm-hmm. You know, Dan gave you his good taste and... Uh, I guess. What did I give it? My suffering? Uh, uh, I yeah, I, yeah, I don't, yeah. My pain? <laughs> my joy? No, I give it my joy. All I have left is pain in this world. We, all my love, all my... Yeah, so that's that's what we, that's what we put into it. Yeah. Uh, and then it uh, blends together in the little Breath of the Wild doom, 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 cooking noise. And then yeah, and something horrible comes out with like comes an ice cream. <laughs> and I come out with a second head. <laughs> right? That's how it goes, yeah. I'm sorry if I sound bitter, it's just... <laughs> I was very angry this week. <laughs> All because of Sneasler? <laughs> All because of Sneasler. <laughs> Just, who thought that name? Who said, okay, we're gonna call it Sneasler? I, um... was, it was a Onceler fan, wasn't it? <laughs> I could I could warm your heart again. What if, what if, mm. in our games, we did a uh, Curly, <laughs> we, did, we did a Suspiria Curlia? I would love that. I would love that, Dan. I don't know how it would fit into our world, but sure. Then you, it will be you done. You throw one in for Jonathan, you give me a bone. Then it will be done. Yeah, yeah. that's the German exchange student. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's possible. He's already a ballet dancer. But yeah. no, I am very excited to get into this. Like, I, I've been, you know... Yeah. I... My relationship with Full Metal Alchemist has always been like uh, a little distant. Like, I, Which is I interesting. Know... It, you didn't yeah. catch the original one, Toonami? No. Huh. No. Well... Parts of it, okay. and generally, I always enjoyed it when I saw it. But it's always been one of those things that I've kind of like had a satellite, you know, uh, viewership of. Oh. Like I, I respect the depth of the world and everything, but I've just never sat down and Got you know it. done an in-depth thing oh, of it. Then so you're gonna love some characters here, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah, and that's and again, the bits and pieces that I've seen, I, I all you know, I think are are fantastic looking mm-hmm. um but i've just never i've never sat down and done like you know which is why i'm very hyped to do it finally mm-hmm. here in this context another thing i get know. to curate to you yeah, <laughs> yeah. another classic yeah. um like i said this was like one of the shonens that i was really into mm-hmm. um because it was way better at storytelling than say a naruto and a bleach or whatever but mm-hmm. you also know my thing where like series can't be too long yeah and 64 is like burgeoning on that so it's it's lucky that I gave it the pass mm-hmm. for that, but I think it pays off in the end. Because they do divide it into different parts, too. Yeah. So it feels like you're watching a few different seasons of a show instead of one giant story at times. It, it just, it, it's something to be experienced if you haven't already. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of our fans out there love this series as well. And if they haven't, feel free to tune in with us. It's all available on, I think, Crunchyroll for free. They just took it off Netflix, like, this month. <laughs> yeah. It was on Netflix until December 30th, but... Yeah. Yeah. But, um... But no, I... You know, it's, it's certainly become, like, a hallmark of... Of just, like, you know... It, which is why I've always been, like... Uh, you know, because I'm not... I'm not that familiar with it. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I think that, uh... I think it's one of those required viewing things, so... Yeah. Okay. I'm just excited to get into it, so... All right, well, with that, Den and I have to somehow alchemize my... <laughs> My spirits, my joy back into my body. Mm-hmm. I hope I don't lose anything else along the way. <laughs> Sneezler.
くれますように犠牲になったような悲しい顔はやめてよ君の最後は涙じゃないよずっと苦しく背負ってくんだ出口見えない感情迷路に誰を待ってるの血の妹に綴ったようにもっと素直に吐き出したいよ何から逃れたいんだ Hello and welcome back to Anime Was Not a Mistake. I'm the fading on Wii alchemist, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, joined by the $5 big bucks alchemist, Dan Ryan. And、uh, we just watched Full Metal、yeah. Alchemist Brotherhood. What do you think, Dan? Um, I have seen a couple of these episodes、mm-hmm. before. Because、uh, again, I have attempted to go into this show a few times, but、uh, as, with, uh, as is the case with you in next week's showcase,、uh, I-, I just never. Sat through the whole thing.、Mm-hmm. So it,、um, it's good. Yeah, it, it, I, it's very quality. It's、so. s- slow going, though. And like, I feel a little bit, I mean, this is an iconic thing, but I feel like I've seen this so many times and it's kind of、uh, watered down through pop culture osmosis、mm-hmm. that a lot of people know these first five episodes. It's,、yeah. uh, it's introducing all the characters we're going to know,、uh, all the state alchemists,、uh, their little bands of、uh, Mustang's little band of、uh, workers. Goobers, yeah. yeah goobers. Yeah.、Uh, Ed and Al, Winry back home, Scar,、mm-hmm. Pure King Bradley. <laughs> Everyone's、yeah. here to play. And then these odd,、um, these sinister gluttony, lust, and envy plotting behind the scenes. What are、yeah. them, Ben? <laughs>、yeah. um, well, I mean, at this point, all iconic designs,、mm-hmm. just like, you know. I, I mean, I, I didn't realize that this, this had only been created in 2001. Yeah. Um, so, I, I would say for that amount of time, I mean, these, these characters have hit like a. I mean, they're in the pop culture now. They're,、yeah. they're not going anywhere.、No. And it's. I, I just, I'm, I'm amazed that it's been a comparably sh- a very short amount of time.、Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, the character designs are all、uh, top tier.、Uh, and I, what, what always really stands out to me, I mean, there's moments in the,、um, the opening that. that, that Always stick with me, but、um, all, like all of the fights in this show are just animated so fluidly. It's、mm-hmm. just it, it, that, that, that really adds to it.、Yeah. It, it really, even, even if the episode is lighter on action,、yeah. what it does have is always just beautifully animated. So,、mm-hmm. and sometimes, like, I know that you like the action scenes, it feels like it goes a little bit wild. It, it takes a little bit longer in some episodes to get to that point,、mm-hmm. but I do like the intrigue as well. Yeah, it, it paints that narrative. And, like, the characters,、um, in terms of the fight, like, the characters' power sets are all used,、um, like, they, they think of every angle that、mm-hmm. they can be used, as, as is the case with Isaac the Freezer. There's, like, <laughs> you know, any, any liquid he can manipulate, he、mm-hmm. does. It's,、mm-hmm. you, know, uh, you know, Ed kind of does the same thing in, in any metal. And, like, it,、mm-hmm. it's just a very. You know, very creative fights because、yeah. things can go insane in a matter of seconds, like、mm-hmm. you said. And it's, but, but no, but also good intrigue. We、yeah. love the intrigue. Yeah.、So. I, I also like that the fights are kind of over. Like, we don't get that DBZ. Yeah. Pause for a moment. Someone's going to throw a punch and talk for five minutes in、yeah. the next episode. So I, I do like how fast paced it is, too. And I, and I think, I think that kind of owes to the fact that this can be a more concise adaptation. Because、mm-hmm. a lot of times when that happens in like Dragon Ball or One Piece, it's like, we, cause we need to delay this two page fight、mm-hmm. into three episodes. And how do we do that? And it's like, you know, gotta pause, exposition, but、yeah. like, but this can, you know, has the freedom to be like a tighter 
yeah. you know, yeah. concise adaptation. Yeah. So I, I guess that's why this is a shonen that I love. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into episode one, Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> uh, in Central City, a mysterious man known as Freezer McDougal. <laughs> is that his name? <laughs> Isaac the Freezer. Isaac but... the Freezer McDougal. Yes. <laughs> Alchem- the Freezing Alchemist is loose and scrawling strange. Transmutation circles in hidden areas. Uh, Isaac the Freezer does not appear in the first Full Metal Alchemist anime or the manga, as he is a character exclusive to the 2009 anime. As such, the content of this episode is based loosely on the events of the manga and does not take place within the manga's continuity. Um, I think in the original anime they start with the Father Cornello episode, mm-hmm. and I believe that's how the manga starts as well. Yeah. That's our media res moment. But I do like this because... It sets up a few more plot lines down the line. Like, you're, you might not remember these minor characters, but uh, that person in the prison cell, when we get to him, he will pop up later and be a little bit more important. Yeah, I mean, it feels like a good way, because I could see how the, the Father Cornello stuff could be, um, yeah. like, a good, because they're, you know, you're, they're these two guys on a mission to do this, and covers that, but I feel like this is a good way to, like, okay, this is... You know, the central hub, yes. quite literally. Yes. These are all the background goobers, mm-hmm. and, you know, these are what these brothers have to do. Yeah. So. Something that stuck out to me in this rewatch, because, you know, I rewatch the series, I take the notes, and then I watch it again with you, is just how many times they introduce Ed and Al in this episode. Mm-hmm. And it does wear a little bit. I, I don't know. I think this is the one... I don't think this is a good pilot for this series, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I, I think maybe I'm kind of deject, uh, dejected from, like, the first Full Metal Alchemist series. Well, it's, I think it worked better, but... It's practical. Yeah. I, th- I think it's yeah. it's probably just, like, a like a practical thing. And it might have just been, like, we don't want... If someone is tuning into this, for the, we don't want to open on the Father Canelo thing exactly like the other anime show, because we want people to add some spice. Yes, so. yes. Um, at Central Command, Colonel Roy Mustang, a fan favorite who gets a lot more moments in this series than the original one, is uh, tracked to apprehend the criminal by Fuhrer King Bradley. <laughs> because yes. in this universe, we have a Fuhrer King. Yeah, yeah. fittingly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Central City, literally at the center of the country, Amestris, uh, where our story is mostly set and the surrounding countries kind of play their hand as the episodes go on. There is another rising young star in this town as well, the young Fullmetal Alchemist Edward Ulrich and his brother Alphonse. Uh, title drop. Edward and Alphonse brought some tickets to Lior, but are stuck in town indefinitely. Um, we do get another title drop there, too. It's a lot of, like, they said it, they said it! And then, yeah. like, the Fullmetal Alchemist gets revealed. And then we get this bop of an intro uh, detailing the Elric's past, present, and future. I love when they match the animation with, like, the intro, like, the OP to this. Yeah. Um, I know we brought this up in a tangent long, long ago, but this is definitely one of my favorite OPs because they do that. No, I... Despite not being a diehard fan of the show, this is this has been on my this has been on my like uh, get need to get jazzed playlist for mm-hmm. I fucking love this this is yeah. and all the openings are good for yeah. the show but I think this one since it's the first it does it and you're like whoa this is anime <laughs> I I the, like of all the ones that have stood out I mean we have like plenty of goober examples ones that we've already watched on this show mm-hmm. um. Yeah, you know, they all stand out in different ways, but this this is probably one of the most solid. The mm-hmm. one that we'll be going into next week has also risen Ooh, up as as a fave it, opening. So, so I'll it, be waiting for that. You know, it's um, but yeah, no, it's you don't skip it. Nope. Uh, the freezing alchemist flees, murdering command soldiers with his violent icy powers. Insert a lot of uh, Doctor Freeze, mm-hmm. Doctor Freeze, Mister Freeze. 
Who's the Batman villain? Mr. Freeze. Why am I going He is insane? a doctor. He does have a doctorate, That's but true. he calls himself Mr. Freeze. Yeah. So. Um, he possesses boiling and freezing powers. Uh, boiled or frozen, you'll die just the same. <laughs> ouch, ouch. <laughs> uh, Edward and Alphines arrive, and we learn about the law of equivalent exchange and laws of alchemy. Basically, if you make something, you gotta give something up. That's equivalent. Mm -hmm. You can't take a cookie from the cookie jar without leaving a cookie. Yeah, like Money Plane taught us. (laughs) Yes. Edward doesn't even need a transmutation circle, which is odd for... um, It just shows, like, how highly skilled he is. Yes. Only the greatest masters can kind of do that without drawing a little chalk circle. Alphonse is in a huge suit of armor, by the way. Um, If you don't know, it's an iconic suit of armor. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when I think suit of armor, I think either bedknobs and broomsticks or (laughs) Alphonse Elric. Yeah, yeah. Um, Edward doesn't need, I'm sorry, I wrote that down. Uh, no water to boil in Edward's right arm and left leg as they are automail. And a lot of mistaking Alphonse for the Full Metal Alchemist because Edward is much shorter, even though he's the older brother, this is a running gag. Yeah. And they play it to high heaven in this episode. Yeah. But I get it. Well, yeah, yeah no, this is, this is, uh, this is like me and my brother. He's bigger than me and he's mm. the strength, I'm the dex, I guess. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Loosely. Yeah. But... <laughs> Uh, quick work of the Freezing Alchemist, or on the Freezing Alchemist, when Ed and Al kind of trap him because he's so stunned, like, oh, this is the Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, the Freezing Alchemist uses some puddles to then escape, and Roy Mustang updates the brothers. The Freezing Alchemist is none other than Isaac McDougall, McDougal, a former state alchemist who served in the Ishval Civil War. The Ishvalans clashed with the greater central government, vast bloodshed, and that is a prime historical point for the series. Yeah. Uh, we'll be hearing about the Ishvalan lore. For the entirety of the series. Yeah. And meeting some characters from both sides. Uh, McDougal turned traitor and went against his orders. And he seems to have like a vendetta against Fuhrer King Bradley specifically. Yes. Um, Edward doesn't want to kill him. Um, and he leads for getting our bodies back. Hmm, so we learn that the boys are like... They're not all there. They seem to be. They may yeah. be young children, but they're dealing with some heavy issues. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Mays Hughes comes in and lampoons Mustang. And greets the Elric brothers with glee. He suggests staying at his place since the brothers have nowhere else to stay. And stay there with my wife, Gracia, and daughter, Alicia. Um, good home life. Sure, I'm making you latch onto the Hughes quickly, huh? Mm-hmm. Hmm, I wonder why they're doing that. <laughs> but remember that. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> uh, there is a nice quiche. There's a running list of foods Al wants to eat. I thought that was a cute detail. Mm-hmm. Like, And then we learned that that isn't his body. Like, they don't shove it right in our face. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm not going to eat. That's part of his training. He keeps that suit of armor on until they're quietly resting. And then he's like, I hope I get my body back someday. Yeah. So, mm. uh, McDougal has broken into Central Prison in order to recruit an old comrade, the incarcerated Crimson Lotus alchemist, Solf J. Kimbley. And remember that name because he will come up again mm-hmm. to his cause. And I didn't realize how long he takes to appear again, so... Leaving those breadcrumbs early. Okay, yeah, yeah, so that's like a deep, yeah. like... Okay. I didn't realize... I yeah. thought he appeared a little bit sooner in the series, but since I'm on episode 21 of the rewatch, he hasn't showed up a lot yet. Mm-hmm. But he is mentioned again. Uh, Kimberly doesn't want to corroborate at this point. There's war crimes issued by Bradley. Uh, Hughes can't sleep at night, and neither can the Elric brothers. Alphonse has no body. Um, McDougal is shown going about the city, setting up more alchemy circles, and he just has to set up one more transmutation, cir- uh, transmutation circle. Um... In the uh, the opening titles, like when they announce the name of the episode, usually you'll see a transmutation circle specific to that episode and that episode's alchemist. Okay, so cool. A little, cool. Little trivia fact for you. Uh, time running short and a blockade is in effect. Everybody's checking who's going in and out of Central in hopes of finding McDougal before he strikes. 
Roy heads out, and we learn that McDougal is far more dangerous than he appears because the human body is 70% water, and just as Isaac finishes his last circle, he is interrupted by the strong-arm alchemist fan favorite of mine, Louis Armstrong. Yes. <laughs> Not that Louis Armstrong, though. Uh, see the pun and lovable himbo. Yes. Uh, he's been a himbo since high school, but I'm like, mm, no, this he's is good. what a himbo No, he's always be. quality, yeah. yeah. Uh, he likes boxing and hitting things, and since he is the strong-arm alchemist, his alchemy makes his arm strong. Yeah. Well, yeah, and him with the punches that materialize his face and everything, so... Uh, He's vain, but he also cares about his physical appearance. Yeah. Uh, More than water to quench my fist, you'll need. Uh, Armstrong and the brothers run off after the freezer. Roy finds Isaac and gets sprayed with water. Uh, And we realize, at least according to Riza Hawkeye, his, like, first attendant or whatever, Mm -hmm. like, whenever he gets wet, he's useless. Yeah. Because he's the flame alchemist. Yeah, and he's got, like, the suitcase of dry gloves. Gloves, yeah, his ignition (laughs) gloves. But remember, Dan, water put out fire. I bet you can't. (laughs) Edward and Al find uh, Isaac circles, and he uses them to create a giant alchemy circle around the entirety of Central using a Philosopher's Stone. Not that Philosopher's Stone, but a legendary item that can do wonders for alchemy, supposedly. Mm -hmm. Uh, The brothers are seeking this. Isaac says that Bradley is only leading them all to ruin, and they don't listen to him. Edward and Al are searching for a Philosopher's Stone, so that kind of, like, takes the main focus of their mission here. Armstrong unleashes a mighty punch, and tidal waves slash ice walls surround Central, approaching where Fuhrer King Bradley is kind of chilling out, literally. And Dan said, oh, he's gonna be cold. Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's not, it doesn't seem like the most effectual plan, but I I guess, you know, left unchecked, this could kill a lot of people, so... Uh, Armstrong is asked to erase the circles, and Edward and Alphonse challenge Isaac uh, by kind of using their powers to go on his, like, glacier that he's slowly moving towards Central Command. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, and we see that Alphonse does have to draw circles still. Yes, yeah. yes, he takes a little bit longer. Um, Isaac knocks Alphonse's block off, but there's no body in that art. <laughs> uh, Alphonse lost his soul, and we learn that the only way that could happen is if the brothers committed the taboo of human transmutation. A real no-no when it comes to alchemy. We get some flashbacks with Edward already lost a leg, used alchemy to get his back his little brother, which will be explained in the next episode. Yes. Uh, Isaac is knock ra- knocked around, uses his own body's water for some bloodbending, and trying to save this country. Choir in the background's really good, too. I like whenever that drops in this series. Yeah. Um, uh, Roy is all wet, burns down the ice as Lieutenant Reza Hawkeye watches on, his right-hand gal slash queen in general. <laughs> um, she's great. We love her. Isaac stumbles away and runs into Furo King Bradley, who makes quick work of Isaac. So, remember Furo King Bradley, Dan? I, I, I'm suspicious. Yeah. I think I know what happens, but I'm like, mm, I... I don't know. No, but again, pop culture osmosis, I think I... I know not to trust him. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, in this scene, according to the Alchemy Circle, the only distinct color that shows is the red that emerges from any Philosopher's Stone, for example. McDougal drawing his blood... Into an ice spear, the glow around his body because of the power he is using for his attempted attack, and also a faint glow over Bradley, but McDougal's blood is shaded gray to indicate that it isn't just the color being accentuated, so something's going on with Fuhrer King Bradley as well. Um, hmm. Later, when Ed and Al reach the alleyway, a normal color scheme has returned. All is not as it seems. Uh, Kimbley also, in his cell, senses Isaac's death and says, like, oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Which, we don't know anything about that yet. Uh, the circle is taken down. Flash of a blonde man blinking. Who's that strange mass man, Dan? 
We see it for like a second, so yeah. you might have missed it in this viewing, but uh, there's a strange blonde man blinking. Oh no, I noticed oh, okay. that, yeah, okay. yeah. And, <laughs> the camera zooms in. <laughs> uh, Bradley con- congratulates Edward and Alphonse, Roy has a cold. Uh, they didn't find out if Isaac had a Philosopher's Stone, because we saw when he was dispatched by Bradley, it just vanishes, it crumbles and dissipates in the wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Armstrong brings the brothers flowers, elsewhere a smooth-talking woman and her large friend Gluttony talk on the phone from Nior, where the brothers are heading. So, who are they? Yeah. <laughs> Who's this dynamic duo? And Who's this Demetrisk on yes, the phone? <laughs> oh, literally. Uh, end credits, we get some childlike drawings of the Elric brothers. Yeah, good cool. outro, too. Yeah. Yeah. Episode 2, the first day. Alchemy is explained. We need equivalent exchange, the basis of all alchemy. Uh, I don't mention this every episode, but the transmutation circles that appear in the background of this episode's title card are the human transmutation circle devised by the Elric Brothers and Roy Mustang's flame alchemy circle. So, okay. when we get we get them. I mean, going through, you're going to notice them. Uh, taboo, human al- alchemy is strictly prohibited for what can equal the value of a human soul. Maybe a Sneasler? I don't know. Well, <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean taught us that. One soul is not equal to another, so. Yeah. Uh, Ed and Al are on a train, leaving to Lior to investigate a nutty prophet. Uh, says he could do miracles, could be a philosopher's stone. But this entire episode is devoted to, like, you know the brothers now. Where did Mm -hmm. they get their start? So we get the flashback to young Elric's Elric's learning, post-body loss in their hometown, or pre-body loss in their hometown of Rezimbul. The stone was allegedly responsible for a great calamity in the ancient kingdom of Xerxes. They're reading a book where that happens. Like, overnight, the philosopher's stone was used and the entire town was wiped out instantly overnight. Like a a sage used it, I think they name drop, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, flashback to the young oh wait sorry blah 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 reasonable Xerxes the boys recall their home life we get a single mom and an absent dad and learning about alchemy uh, she comes in and is like what are you boys doing oh, abominations again that's yeah. my boys well net uh, the first they make like a little wooden bird I think <laughs> and they're like did we do good <laughs> like oh you're your father's sons alright yeah, make a pit amiibo and then we can talk another bad glasses dad for the yeah. ages <laughs> yeah. is that a common trend and things we pick yeah maybe um but the boys do not have long with their mom because an epidemic came and uh the elrics lost their mom mm-hmm. topical <laughs> uh, al wonders if they can bring their mom back through alchemy a young neighbor girl winry walkbell who was whose grandmother and parents were friends with their parents mm-hmm. they're like all drinking buddies uh tries to console the brothers the brothers are relying on Winry's adoptive grandmother, Pinaco Rockbell, for support. Uh, the brothers keeping a secret. Um, they're doing some things they shouldn't be doing into the night, working into the night, trying to figure out what they need to understand human transmutation. So perhaps they're thinking about bringing back their mother, yeah. which would be a no-no. Uh, trained with the an alchemy teacher, Uzumi Curtis, who we will get further backstory on throughout the series. Mm-hmm. She's just shown here in a glimpse. And after feeling ready, they set their plan in motion one dark, cold, stormy night. They gather all the components for a human body and set their circle. The plan goes very, very wrong very, very quickly. A giant eye emerges and makes a rebound. This is essentially when the alchemy goes bad. Okay. <laughs> and things get creepy. Well, is that is that like a malfunction because of lack of skill? Or is it I just think like it's a... just like not equivalent. Like, okay. like, there's no equivalent they could use here. So, like, it kind of consumes them for a second. Okay. Um, it could be lack of skill too because they are children Mm -hmm. attempting this but uh, uh, i think the details uh, become a little clearer as the series goes on 
this claims all of Al's body, and Ed kind of goes to this blank encompassing space where there's this huge door with a lot of alchemic symbols on it uh, that is now opening. Uh, and we meet like this strange, it's a being that like says like, I'm the truth, I'm God. It's referred to as the truth, I think, throughout the series. Yeah. It's just like this outline of a person. And is that, is that like, because I don't, like, I'm, I'm literally just talking out of my ass, but mm-hmm. is that is that supposed to be like the door of guff? I don't know what that is. Because uh, that's the thing that, um. <laughs> I've never practiced alchemy, Dan. It's the, it's. Because um, Evangelion references it yeah, constantly. It it's yeah. like the 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 uh, I don't know. It was the door of Gulf or the chamber of Gulf is like the the repository for like energy at the bottom of the tree of life. Sure, why not? And the door yeah. has that on, like the alchemy table on it. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that was, but I, I don't know what the official lore word for it is. But that's what it reminded me of. Yep. So the truth tells Ed, you knocked on the door, now it's open, Ed is dragged in and shown the truth of everything instantly. It's kind of like this cinematic film role, real thing yeah. going through his He mind. learns too much. Yeah, oh. at once. <laughs> he saw Sneasel too quickly. <laughs> he saw Sneasler too quickly. Sneasler. Al further understands alchemy. I'm sorry, Ed further understands alchemy. Human transmutation can be done, just missing something. Uh, when he wakes back up, he sees that his brother is not there, and he's also missing a leg because that's equivalent exchange. But then he goes, like, I need my brother back in anything. Um, he marks up this suit of armor that happens to be just chilling in their house and says, like, take my arm, take my eyes, take whatever, just bring mm-hmm. my brother back. And then it's another flash. Like, yeah. We don't know how that settled out. But we can assume since that uh, that suit of armor was walking around the last episode... That's where it went. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in Central, Hughes and Mustang talk about Isaac McDougall, who was involved in alchestry, which is alchemy originating and practicing in the neighbor country, neighboring country of Jing. And this is alchemy with a different name, but used more for, like, medicine. Okay. So alchemy is slightly different depending on where you're coming from. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. The good world good, good uh, world building. Yeah. yeah. Uh, why did you make Ed a state alchemist? Roy flashes back to four years earlier. Also, we get, like, the year drop of 1904, mm-hmm. which that was ten years before the events of our series. So it's 1914 now? Yes. I think so. But um, I wonder if that comes up in the movie at the end Mm because i know there's some weird time shenanigans going on in that movie too yeah um might be something to pay attention to when we eventually reach the end of this series uh roy flashes back to four years earlier to the story proper where he and riza arrive to find the aftermath of the human transmutation and find ed uh, as sans limbs and al in his suit of armor uh mustang is initially like what the fuck did you do this for like it's an abomination but then he realizes like oh like these kids went through hell yeah Yeah. they suffered and um he's kind of like oh the fact that a child did this is a resounding feat in itself so because presumably if they if they came across an adult who tried this and failed they'd just be like arrested so uh but the brothers are sorry we saw we and advanced enough to become the state alchemist if uh ed oh my gosh i always confuse them if ed does this then like he could be set for life but he has to work for the military yeah and become the military's lapdog. Uh, Pinaco is, of course, very against this because her life, she's lost a lot of her loved ones to the military mm-hmm. or in the Ishvalan War. So violence only begets violence. Winry doesn't want this to happen because, you know, they're friends and she also lost her parents in the war. Yeah. But um, Winry and Riza have a moment where they talk where 
uh, when we ask Hawkeye ever shoot anyone, when we hate soldiers, they take everyone away from her and they're only going to take the boys away. But Hawkeye says they're going to make that decision if anyone makes it for themselves. Yeah. And there's nothing we could do about that. They could either decide to move forward or stay still, uh, seek it out and keep moving, says Mustang. And when they're leaving, Riza goes like, I've never seen someone more dejected in their lives. But then Mustang goes, no, there was fire in those eyes. Yeah. So Al and Alphonse, Al and Ed are inspired to work harder on their skills to hopefully reclaim their bodies. Ed undergoes surgery and rehab, which is unheard of in just one year. He develops training with Automail. He trains with his teacher further. Um, Ed also realizes that he doesn't need a transmutation circle anymore because when he saw the truth, he eventually saw so much that he like developed that skill. Yeah. And even though this happens, he asks Al, like, didn't you see? Can't you do that as well? And Al's like, no, I don't remember anything happening. So that's mm-hmm. an interesting story plot line that's going to go somewhere. Like, okay. Why did Ed remember over Al when Al lost his entire body? Okay. All right. I'll keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Winry is their personal mechanic and Fuhrer King Bradley shows up to see uh, a 12-year-old undergo the state alchemy exam. All are marveled um when ed man oh my gosh when ed manages to use alchemy without a circle summons yeah. a spear and then tries to assassinate pure king bradley and he goes this may be a good way to assassinate someone but pure king bradley's like well think again no you got moxie yes yeah. yeah, so. <laughs> and chops his spear up um but then we do see that he does pass this um winry and al are waiting for ed and al at or when we ask al like are you gonna leave yeah but we're doing it to find our bodies and, mm-hmm. and we don't mean like any offense to you al passes and receives oh my god ed pass no ed passes ed passes i, I switched them a lot in these first notes i think i do a better job of that in the later ones but ed passes and receives a silver pocket watch which identifies him as the full metal alchemist because with every alchemy alchem state alchemist you get a um, um a, a cool name. title yeah, yeah a code name as well um, another title drop, like Full Metal Alchemist, so that's how he got the name, huh? And in the present day, the boys arrive in Lior. Mm-hmm. So episode two finishes. Uh, we will be skipping around. I did skip episode three, City of Heresy, because as I said before, this is, it's been overplayed, at least in my experience. Everyone mm-hmm. knows the story about Father Cornello, <laughs> or mm-hmm. whatever. He gets a Philosopher's Stone and, you know, he's a false prophet. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Even Dan knew. Yeah, well, you know, that's like I've seen. I think I saw both versions of that yes, episode over yeah, the years. Yeah, so. It's just, and it, and it's also the way the manga starts. So there's like three different versions that. Yeah. I, I figured we could skip this, so don't lambast me. Uh, but here's a little recap: a short one of what we missed. Ed and Al show up and find a lying preacher by the name of Father Cornello, uh, starting his own religious cults by using a fake philosopher's stone. Uh, there's a whole faith versus science debate with a young grieving woman, Rose. Ed and Al looking for a Philosopher's Stone to get their bodies back because it's so mythical and magical that it can presumably bring back the dead as Mm -hmm. well. Ed and Al's mission explained the dead can't and shouldn't be brought back is a lot of feelings in this, but the boys are saying we have to move forward. We kind of have to ignore that. We meet the mysterious lust and gluttony causing chaos and giving out forged Philosopher's Stones to people they deem worthy to their plan. Uh, They all have a weird Ouroboros tattoo, which is a snake eating itself somewhere on their body and they mention the mysterious figure of father in mm-hmm. quotes who's father uh remembering the og series episode manga being much darker than this version 
and skipped because we all know how this anime manga starts. It's a little repetitive for what we just watched too. Right. Which is congruent with these five episodes or these four episodes that I picked. Uh, episode four, an alchemist anguish. In Central City, the state alchemist Brigadier General Bosque Grand, the Iron Blood Alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> Who I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> yes, is accosted by a mysterious stranger with an X-shaped scar on his brow while walking alone at night. I liked his uh, I like these um designs because he has like iron gauntlets mm-hmm. and he like he does like iron alchemy. Yeah, he summons guns, like gun turrets. Chains, yeah. A box. Uh, the stranger, uh, this stranger has been murdering state alchemists. Uh, Basque Grand gets got. While Brigadier General Grand's death was not depicted in the manga, Arakawa offers that Scar managed to defeat Iron Blood by accosting him while the general staggered home after one night of drinking. Apparently, the director of this episode did not see it fit to include that version of events. So they gave him a little bit more of a, like... A, a chance to fight back. Yeah, yeah. A, a chance to show his skills instead of being, like, walking home drunk and getting got. Mm-hmm. Uh, Armstrong is reminded to be cautious since he too is a state alchemist. Uh, Hughes is in charge of this case and Furo Bradley, as he often does, like gets his chauffeur to drive him to crime scenes Mm -hmm. and, you know, snoop out what's wrong. Uh, As usual. Yes, yes. Uh, Consult a specialist. Um, So Ed and Al meet with Mustang and Mustang says, well, that Philosopher's Stone didn't really work out on the ore. Why don't you meet the sewing life alchemist, Shao Tucker? He might be able to help because his specialty is transforming chimera since you saw a chimera in lior maybe the two are linked yeah um go visit him and shao ducker is a little bit creepy <laughs> he is yeah another uh, another mysterious glasses dad so yes. um another thing that um got him his claim to fame is that he transmuted a chimera that can understand human speech and all it said is i want to die yep yep no one questioned that nope uh, but it eventually did die. That was two years ago. When they arrive to Shao Tucker's lavish mansion, a big dog crushes Ed and Nina, Shao's daughter, um, like takes interest in the boys mm-hmm. because she doesn't see much of the world. Yeah, yeah. And Shao's Tucker's her father. Uh, he's just a single dad. Um, he welcomes the boys with Mustang and says, I'll show you my alchemy notes if you show me yours and give me your tale of woe. Uh, the Ed tells the brother's story and... Shao Ducker's like, well, you must have suffered a lot as a young person or young people. So mm-hmm. you're welcome to my library and my laboratory. There's lots of chimeras in here, but it's not going all that well. Um, they're going to pick this up over the next few days. Yeah. Like they, they, they get to come by and hang out. Yeah. You know? uh, Nina takes interest in Al because he's a big suit of armor. Who wouldn't be? Uh, Alexander the dog likes Ed because he's a big dog. <laughs> uh, time for the kids to get picked up. Uh, they come back tomorrow. Tucker is reminded that assessment day is coming soon. State alchemists have to report once a year to keep their certification. And he really flubbed last year. He didn't have anything to present. So he's got to do something big this year. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, the next day, uh, Nina tells the boys about her mother who left two years ago. Uh, she's lonely and the brothers think of their absent father too. Right. Because he was busy working on alchemy as well. and didn't have time to raise them as kids, at least as a father should. Uh, they play outside, and we see that inside, much like Dan Ryan drawing a picture of me, Shao Tucker is having a mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not going well. The deadline's yeah. coming. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of references to Pokemon in this episode, a certain Pokemon that <laughs> we yeah. shouldn't speak of anymore. But... <laughs> An abomination. Yes. Uh, Hughes and Armstrong wonder why only stake alchemi- stake alchemists, state alchemists are being targeted. 
um, not upholding their creed. This Scarface man was seen in the at the train station, so they say, oh, he must have gotten away and gone elsewhere at this point. Uh, the boys show up, and uh, Tucker tells the boys about his sad life, how, like, he was poor, and <laughs> there's one thing I won't be, and it's not rich. <laughs> It's very Big Little Lies season two, Laura Dern. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's like one of those. And then apparently his wife left two years ago because she was fed up with his like, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then he turns creepily to Nina and Alexander is like, want to play with daddy tomorrow? And mm. Dan went, Ooh. even though Dan knew what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> cultural osmosis. There's a lot of memes. Uh, totally not menacing at all. The next day the boys arrive to sit or arrive at a silent house. Tucker is just in his basement like, look what I made. It's a creepy dog, Camara. <laughs> Oop. <laughs> yeah, and it can speak. Yeah, and it says the likes of play, daddy, big brother Al, big brother Ed, like, wanna play. And um, we put two and two together. A big yikes. <laughs> this is Nina and Alexander fusing to a Camara. Yeah, and it should not be, I mean, you know, it's been, it's been played out in a hundred different ways like you know memes all over the place mm-hmm. but this is a fucking powerful scene yeah this I think is it's like just a... oh so overplayed it, it i was laughing a little at like the abominations we would have created instead yeah this. i but but you know watching it going in it's it it, it will hit you mm-hmm. like you spend just enough time with, with the kid and the dog yeah. to like all right this 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 is horrible mm-hmm. like you know it doesn't lose any of its own i don't think mm-hmm. so um, yeah. But two years ago, uh, Shao used his wife for a similar chimera, and that mm-hmm. one died. And then I like how he's like, oh, they put it together so quickly. It was kind of obvious, wasn't it? Yeah. And I, I also love the excuse that it's like, oh, she went to live with her family in the country, and we've never heard of her again. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm assuming that his plan was to, like, as long as I can pass certification, then I'll figure out. Some, yeah. But he was, like, very, like, he had broken. He was the, off the deep end once yeah. he dives in. Um, Ed snaps, and we get this whole shell thing, like, that's the pot calling the kettle. Look, you don't even have your brother. <laughs> he only has a soul. Yeah, we're the same. We've, yeah. we, it's, it's like the villain, like, you know, yeah. you were the same, you and me. We, yeah. you know, we both well, tried so to, different, you and I. to, uh, to alter life, yeah. so. Al stops Ed from killing Tucker, and he laments that, like, even with all our powers, we can't return you to normal, so. To, to Nina, yeah. yeah. And Alexander, uh, <laughs> Hawkeye and Muska Mustang discuss the events. Uh, a kid show, everyone. <laughs> Up next, SpongeBob. Yeah, uh, you may have to kill in future, but that's okay. We just keep moving forward. Um, we aren't devils or gods. We're a human. Laments uh, Ed. He's like, I'm tired of this, and mm-hmm. I don't want to kill anyone. Uh, I remember this episode also being darker in the OG too. I haven't rewatched it, so I might have to return to that. But when they do this plotline, I think there's like even more like fucked upness yeah yeah um there's a then a scarface scarf the scarface man shows up to kill tucker and nina alexander he proclaims it as a mercy kill and he plays to god like god accept these two people into your loving embrace two souls return to you today um so there's the whole religious indoctrination going on here because he too uses alchemy even though he's against alchemists for some reason yes um, in our last episode of today's episode, episode five, Reign of Sorrows, another flashback to young Ed and his mother, dad also an alchemist, but rut it's a nightmare. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, in East City, um, where this story is set, clearly normal for Ed with these nightmares. We see that Al doesn't sleep or, you know, can't sleep due yeah. to his body being the suit of armor. He Which doesn't may, eat nor he, sleep. He just sits and waits. Yeah. yeah. 
a lot of time for reading. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Too bad they don't have Netflix back in the day. You can finish a few series. But he broke his glasses. So. Uh, there was time. Time at last. <laughs> Uh, the boys visit Hawkeye and ask about Tucker and Nina. Both are dead. She breaks the news that they have been murdered by this scar-faced assailant. Uh, you don't need to see this, but they want to go along anyway. Hughes, Mustang, and Armstrong are all there and expecting this. So they say, we have to get to the bottom of this. We have to hunt this killer down before he kills us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Father Cornello is still alive. Hmm, interesting. Uh, and he talks about fighting for Leto and causes a religious furor. Well, yeah, their god, Leto. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, I did like the animation here. It's, like, really high quality for some reason. Mm-hmm. For just, like, this fighting scene with this child crying. Oh, yeah. And it yeah. was that way in the dream sequence earlier, too. It's, like, when when Ed runs up and he's, like, jumping up and down. It was, like, this is highly yeah. animated. For Very reason. fluid. Yeah. Um, all Lust and Gluttony is doing. They just want to incite chaos and anarchy like any good villains do. (laughs) Um, And a newcomer in the shapeshifter form of Envy. Uh, They're all named after something, Dan. Do you know what? And your seven deadly sins. That's right, Dan. (laughs) Uh, Using the Full Metal's interference to finish their plans according to schedule. Hmm, Not human, or at least they don't appear to be, uh, because they talk about humans as if they're like a different breed of people. Uh, humans never learn from their violence. Uh, Shao Tucker has been killed by someone they are aware of. Um, and, you know, the Scarface assailant, apparently. So they're, like, wanting to use him and his plans as well. Yeah. We also see that they're not human because this one guy shows up with a Brooklyn accent and is like, What are you doing here? And Gluttony eats him. Pulls a Majin Buu. Yeah. Yeah. But but seemingly it doesn't really matter because, like, their mission in this, in this town, at least, is done. Like, yeah. they just had the... You know, chaos. The, the the ground is soaked with blood yeah. and you know all according to plan mm-hmm. so <laughs> they're also searching for the flame alchemist and full metal as sacrifices or what they deem as worthy sacrifices uh scar is the perpetrator from ishval and the military name him because he has a scar on his face yes all the military police are after him to end his state alchemist killing spree very dangerous and then roy realizes like oh no we have two boys out we have to warn them yeah uh, Ed is going through an emotional crisis about alchemy. He feels that he hasn't grown up. Uh, Al can't feel without a body, so he's flipping out, which is common in these first episodes as well. Like, I need to get back in my body. You don't understand what living like this is doing to me. Like, mm-hmm. I can't feel. Yeah. <laughs> I can't eat. I can't sleep. Yeah. So, I well, no. When it's good, it's good existential. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which we're pros at. Uh, go against the flow of the world. Scar finds them and then tries to murder Ed. Um, they both run in like this sequence down like some stairs which is pretty cool through like the city streets it's like a surprise attack that's the brothers work mm. to fight against and really emphasize emphasizes their help like everything they try to to do to escape scar is just like two steps ahead of them yeah. or disables it or disarms it yeah so it you know you you feel the fear in this part mm-hmm. so and scar is saying like as long as there's creators there must be destroyers i think doesn't no, doesn't Armstrong say that? If you, I know it's said yeah. multiple times, but yeah. Armstrong says Armstrong that. says yeah. it too. Yeah, uh, they fight, and Scar destroys some of Al's armor. Realizes there's nothing inside. Scar sees the automail on, oh, his automail arm on Ed, and Al, while injured, tells Ed to run in like the brotherly way. Scar then destroys Ed's mechanical arm, uh, so he can't use his heretic alchemy. Uh, Ed doesn't want or know a god to pray to because he kind of feels hopeless in this situation as Scar is approaching. But he says, like, 
you can kill me just promise me you won't hurt my brother yeah and al is like forced to watch this yeah but scar and scar agrees yeah. like yeah and then sneakily like the whole militia pulls up in their, their mercedes benz quietly all assembled yeah guns drawn <laughs> mustang goes stop that <laughs> <laughs> enough of that um but uh uh, Scar's like, whatever, I'm pausing, it's my lucky day, I got a lot of state alchemists here that I can kill. Yeah, they he, profane god. Yeah, so. and he approaches Mustang, Mustang goes, and Hawkeye's like, no, please don't, and like kicks the the feet out of Roy as he's being punched at. Yeah, because the rain is, yeah, you know. soaked him through, he's useless. Uh, but Armstrong does appear and he gets a sneak attack in. Uh, three state alchemists at once, pretty cool fight that everyone gets to do something in this, mm-hmm. at least major character-wise. And uh, they realize, at least according to Havoc, one of uh, Mustang's lackeys says, like, oh, that's the one that killed Nina and Alexander, yeah. as well as Shao Tucker. So, you know, revenge is a common theme in the series. You killed the ones that I care about. That means I'm going to kill you. Um, we also learned that uh, Scar's kind of concept of alchemy is weird because there's three phases, construction, deconstruction, and reconstruction. Scar only seems to be enamored with the first two and yes. not Reconstruction. Uh, Scar strayed from the Tenets of Alchemy as well, which makes it odd because he uses alchemy. Uh, Scar can hit Armstrong, and Hawkeye grazes him with a bullet. Well, yeah, well, Hawkeye saves Armstrong, like, because yeah. uh, Scar is about to get a hand but on... But then Armstrong uses a back circle and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gets out of there. <laughs> Does a little scooty pop. Use the back B or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but the bullet grazes him, knocking off his sunglasses, and we see that Scar is an Ishvalan from his red eyes and brown skin. Mm-hmm. So we're going to deal with race in this series as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not pretty, but it's true. Uh, Scar escapes into the sewers, and then Hugh shows up, and he goes, Well, you don't expect me to get involved with you superhumans. Like, I'm not yeah. going to do anything about that. <laughs> well, and it's... Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, but... Ed realizes that Al is injured, he runs over, but Al is fine, he's pissed that Ed didn't run away when given the chance, because they both care about one another, and if you're lost, then there's no way that I can get back into my body, since you're, like, the only one who knows how to deal with my suit of armor anyway. Yeah, they both have work to do, so it's not good to die meaninglessly. Only idiots decide to die, and now look at that, my arm fell off because my brother's an idiot! Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But survival is their only option, hope... Uh, falling apart haunts like it's just like a cute little scene between them Mm -hmm. like and they have many many of these scenes where it's like i resolved this time to go on my way brother and do what we're supposed to do yes but i i get that this line of work is hard so they would falter at some points of course especially being kids still so (laughs) that's right they are children yeah (laughs) um still alive i do like that hughes is like oh i walked into an after school special over here (laughs) yeah there's a lot of weirdos yeah uh but scar is still out there we then get the Ishvalan background that uh, the people of Ishval were annexed due to their beliefs in their god, Ishval. Um, and 13 years ago, a military officer accidentally, in quotes, killed a child that led to a civil war for seven years that spread throughout the eastern portion of this country, making its way to central. When Fuhrer King Bradley took power, he ordered a mass genocide using the state alchemists as weapons against yes. the people of Ishval in a very violent way. And if you look close, you see a few characters here, including Mustang, Kimbley, and a few of the alchemists. Armstrong, yeah. yeah, yeah, which is like, and it doesn't seem like Ed acknowledges that. Like yeah. he's like, you know, why, why would he come after people who didn't do anything to him? But we see, we at least, I guess, the audience know that they did do yes. something. Yeah. Um, so it's a genocide. Revenge is justified, but next time we'll talk more on this. There's no need to talk now. 
Ed and Alphonse keep moving forward and head home for repairs to visit Winry, their personal mechanic, back in their hometown of Wiesenbuhl. And that's where we end our first few episodes. So what did you think, Dan? What would you change? What did you like? I wouldn't change a thing. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm loving it so far. I'm excited to get into this because I, you know, we're out of familiar territory for me. Quite literally. Like, I've seen these parts like a hundred times, but I, I... I'm not familiar with what happens after. Oh, you'll be gooped and gagged, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I know some of the other... Um, Plot beats. Like, yeah. you know, like, Deadly Sin characters mm-hmm. that show up and things like that. Like, I, I, I'm familiar with, with their designs, um, just for trope research. But mm-hmm. I I don't know where it's heading, but mm-hmm. I'm excited to find out. Yeah, and it'll be a long journey at that. Um, I do think... If we're going to take another pass at Full Metal Alchemist somewhere down the line in my dotage, and not me, I'm thinking someone has to think of a way to open this series a bit differently to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm harping on this series opener. It just, it's either like we're going to do the Father Cornello story or we're going to be in Central running around for two seconds. It, yeah. It feels yeah. like a pilot. That's yeah. my only flaw, and I don't think it's a flaw, but it feels like, oh, you're the Full Metal Alchemist? No, that's my brother. He's the shorter one. Yeah. I'm out. He's in. And that, I mean, that is one of those things that can lead to a pilot episode being the weaker. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like that's across the board. That's always a risk. Like, yeah. you gotta have inorganic. Like, they gotta show up and mm-hmm. I'm me. And then, you know. Yeah. And I also get that it's streamlined. Like, there's some beats that they go a little bit quicker over in these first, as they said, 14 episodes. Mm-hmm. Before they really do hit their stride. And it's like, oh, okay. Another banger after another banger. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's my only notes. I think if we were doing a tasting time... If you like shonen anime in general, like, mm. with a little bit more story that isn't as long, you can definitely divide this into arcs, too, yeah. because they do, so... And good world building. Yeah. So, so you so know. So if you're a fan of that, pick this up and take a taste. <laughs> <laughs> if you like uh, Eldritch Powers, people with superpowers... <laughs> Yeah, based I, on their personality it, traits. Yeah, it covers all those bases. It covers like a lot of a lot of tropes. Yeah, like a little the, emotion. If you're se- not afraid to cry. You know, the seven deadly sins. People like how alchemy is, pretty mm-hmm. how in, you know put into use. If you like military lingo and jargon. Yeah. Well, yeah. Again, good good intrigue. Mm-hmm. So. Well, with that, um, I guess we can close off today's episode. But before we go, is there anywhere that our audience can find us, Dan Ryan? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at King underscore Danis, where I recently posted some of those uh, Pokemon prompts that uh, our, our two box legendaries yes. were up first, um, as well as our maybe phased out soon Anime Was Not a Mistake podcast account mm. and uh, our Facebook page of the same name. So. Mm. And you follow me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram and TikTok? I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> Drink and read on the the twitter and <laughs> what else do i have going yeah, for me sneezler's getting to you yeah sneezler's laying flowers on my grave huh <laughs> oh well we didn't even fucking talk about the m&ms <laughs> that's what i that'll I was, be next week's tangent yeah because I, I was going to uh because uh i was gonna say that the media firestorm that was centered around these pokemon leaks was diverted by the m&ms redesigned <laughs> so the spotlight was taken off of uh people stopped looking into pokemon to look into the m&ms yeah and it's so. almost like that was a smoke screen for the horrors that is the chocolate trade so yep yeah. child slavery yeah, yeah. maybe research some things before we get a laugh at things but yeah that's our world we live in yeah it's uh, unbelievable yep. it's, that's a tangent yeah, for another day yeah oh god yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about genocide on the next Fullmetal alchemist episode i sure 
Anyways, uh, you can find me, Jonathan Frankowski, with my two other podcasts. I've got Nightcaps at the Pier, where me and my friends get a little drizzy drunk and watch some movies. And then uh, you can check out I'm Reading Dune by Frank Herbert uh, on uh, Drink and Read the Podcast. It's going mm-hmm. well. The spice is sweet. Uh, <laughs> but don't don't have too much. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Not as sweet as those M&Ms, though. Am I right? Or am I right? <laughs> Anyways. That's unbelievable. How far are we into 2022 already? And this is <laughs> like... Not even a month. <laughs> this, is, this is already... Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, it's exhausting. Um, um, but what are we watching next week, Daniel? I am very excited. Um, you are? Uh, I, here? <laughs> not only he... Come on out! Um, <laughs> but he... Uh, no, I'm not Sneasley. I'm not talking about Sneasley. Um, but, well, we got we got one legend of the anime arena in Full Metal Alchemist. We're going to have you taking us through that. Mm-hmm. And um, our next series, I, w- I had been debating it back and forth for a bit, but I felt a, a call in my spirit to do uh, what we will be doing. And that is, of course, uh, Kunetsu no Yaiba. Demon Slayer. I haven't seen an episode, so it's a miracle. <laughs> um, obviously, this is a a modern day living legend. Mm-hmm. Um, I would classify it as that because it was extreme, like phenomenally successful. Uh, this was one of those like required viewings during the pandemic thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mugen Train movie set box office records until the Jujutsu Kaisen movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and it it you know so I think. Um, whether or not it it retains that momentum is anyone's guess, but, you know, Demon Slayer has certainly made a splash on the scene. It has, uh, it has, uh, done so in equal parts on my heart, so I am very excited to get into, uh, Demon Slayer and, uh, cover this with you. So, uh, next week, we're going to be venturing back into the Taisho era of Japan, uh, where civilization is developing, but there are, there are a lot of... A lot, of, a lot of creepy things running about in the shadows. Not Sneasler. Oh. Not Sneasler. But uh, we're going to focus on Tanjiro. And similar to the protagonists of Full Metal Alchemist, uh, Tanjiro is working to find a cure to his sister uh, Nezuko's condition, mm. uh, which is of a much more demonic variety. Interesting. So uh, we do hope you'll join us. And remember, practice your breathing. <laughs> Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcast in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weave horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast, or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to-be-continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara. Lost.